what faith does is when those bad things happen, it gives you a place to go to, to run to when they happen. Welcome to the Jesus Storybook Bible Podcast, a place where we remind you that grace can rewrite any story, that hope shines a light through our darkest moments, and that God's love changes lives. Here's your host, New York Times bestselling author, Sally Lloyd-Jones. Hello, I'm Sally Lloyd-Jones, author of the Jesus Storybook Bible, which tells the story of God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Welcome to the show. Do you ever wonder, is God a hard taskmaster? A stern authority figure? A bank manager that you transact with? Sometimes we can think that way. At one point, our guest today certainly did. And then she was in a horrific plane accident. And things began to change. Not overnight, but steadily and gradually, she began to see God, not as a bank manager or a hard, stern authority figure, but as her father. Author, inspirational speaker, award-winning singer, and America's Got Talent finalist, Kechi Okuchi shares her dramatic story with us. She shares her miraculous yet harrowing struggle to survive her trauma. And she shares how she's learned to draw strength from a story she never asked for. But Ketchi also believes God is a wonderful alchemist of sorts who can transform pain into purpose. And indeed, it was out of that tragedy that Ketchi has found her true voice and purpose. Ketchi's memoir, More Than My Scars, released in March 2022, and her self-titled debut album, is currently streaming on all digital platforms. Her goal, as she says, is to use her voice and her story to ignite hope all over the world with those that need it. To ignite hope. What a beautiful mission and voice and story. Whatever you've been through, whatever you're going through, whatever you've experienced, Ketchy's story will encourage you to believe that whatever the trauma you can not only survive, but you can thrive. So now I'll let her tell you her incredible and redemptive story. I know you'll be as moved as I was to hear it. What a privilege. So without further ado, please welcome my friend and now yours, Kechi Okuchi. The accident happened when I was 16 years old back in Nigeria, my home country. I was a senior in high school at the time, and the date was December 10th, 2005. It was a Saturday. I was heading home for the Christmas holidays with 60 other students from my high school, and um, it was a regular commercial flight. I remember we got to the airport and boarded the plane and it was 109 passengers in total, including the flight crew. So this was a regular plane. It was 61 students with other passengers, just random people that we didn't know. And then eventually the plane took off and this flight is typically an hour and a half. So everything was normal for the most part. Everything was fine and um, uneventful, you know, the way you want plane um, rides to be. And then 
About 20 minutes left in the flight, the pilot makes the announcement over the intercom that we will be landing soon in the airport. And then the turbulence started a few minutes after that, but no one was panicking or worried because turbulence is a part of flying. It happens. It's not a big deal. But then something about this just fell off. And from there, everyone started screaming. Like we were all still strapped in and everything, but like people were screaming, you know, shouting at the top of their lungs, praying at the top of their lungs. And my next and final memory from that plane from being in that cabin is holding my friend's hand. She was in the aisle seat next to mine. And I remember she was like, what do we do? What's going on? And I remember just saying in this very far away sounding voice, like, I don't know, maybe we should pray. And that was the last thing that we said to each other. Her hands were the last that I, like, that's the last person that I saw, the, the last person I touched before the darkness just came and washed over me. My next vivid memory is opening my eyes and I was lying down in a hospital bed in a whole different country in South Africa and five weeks had passed and I was waking up from a coma. And um, after I woke up, I learned that the plane had crashed and that I had sustained third degree burns over 65% of my body. But of course, at this point, I wasn't told the full truth of who had survived and who hadn't. I was told that about four months into my treatment when they were sure that, you know, I could, I was psychologically capable of bearing the brunt of the real truth of, of the accident. In the beginning of, I guess, life after the accident, it was really just trying to survive. First of all, the physical aspects of it, of course, that was extremely difficult to deal with. You know, it was third degree burns, basically everything from the top of my head to my feet burned, except for my um, torso, my tummy and my back. And third degree just means that it you burn all the way down to like your dermis, not just the surface skin, but the inner skin. And in many areas, I burned all the way down to like my muscle, like muscle mass. I lost a lot of muscle mass. Some areas burned down to the bone. I mean, it it wasn't, it did not look or feel good, obviously. And so dealing with that was extremely difficult, but definitely the easier part because medication can take care of that. So before the plane crash, my experience with God was very much like a stern father kind of figure. That was my image of him anyway. Was I a Christian? Yes. I was born into a Christian household and family and, you know, into a family of believers. But um, at that point in my life, I had not like done any, made any efforts to develop some kind of personal relationship with God at that point. And um, I remember A lot of the things that used to put me at rest and like give me peace during that time when things got hard would be like my mom singing to me or reading scripture to me, praying over me. I still didn't kind of like internalize why that made me feel better, but I just knew that that was a thing that made me feel good. But as time passed in South Africa, which is where I was initially treated, it came to a point where it wasn't really enough to like the peace I was getting access to would kind of uh, be dependent on my mom and her presence. And so when she left, you know, it's kind of like she took it with her. And I got to a point where I started to crave it even when she wasn't around. In fact, more so when she wasn't around. And so I kind of learned from from that feeling that um, what I need is to learn about God for myself, know about him for myself so that I can understand how to pray for myself and how to access that feeling and that peaceful feeling like everything's going to be okay, even without my mom being there to speak that over me. 
I would say the worst part for me was physically, the worst part for me was the itching. Because the itching that comes with healing burn scars is a kind of a spectrum kind of deal. You either have like the most extreme reaction or not. And typically people that have more melanin in their skin, aka like people that are darker skinned, typically if you have more melanin, you tend to scar more and itch more. And that's just an unfortunate real like situation that I have to deal with. And there's not a lot of medication that can do much about it, honestly. That was really what messed with my psychology the most, the itching and wishing that God could just take it away and not understanding when he wouldn't, you know, at this point, still kind of seeing him as this transactional figure where it's like, you know, you pray and he gives you results. And so when I didn't get the results I expected after praying, I got very frustrated and I had to deal with that a lot. So I was very in that state of just kind of growing frustration with God, with my situation and my circumstances. And then that was the point when I guess they decided that I was ready to hear the truth about everyone except two people who passed away. Learning that was very pivotal for me because my perspective completely changed. Because then I realized, ironically, my situation was actually the best possible outcome from this. And I think that was a very necessary thing to realize for me because it, sh it shifted my entire perspective from feeling sorry for myself and, you know, veering down that very dangerous path of, you know, just feeling kind of like, you know, the world's against you to kind of seeing the fact that like, this is actually a very serious, this is a miracle miracle. You know, the fact that I'm here, the fact that another two people survived this, this is a miracle. I also kind of was able to think about the parents of those kids who passed away, who had so far been calling like almost every week, every day they would call to reach, to make sure I was okay. They would talk to my mom, my dad, they would make sure that we were fine and they were praying for me. Now I could see that, oh my God, like these, these are people who lost their kids and they are calling me every day to check up on me. So like, I mean, they obviously saw my life as like something that was one good thing, you know, out of this horrible situation. And that gave me additional perspective because it meant even more to me that they did that because they absolutely could have easily resented me or my family for the fact that, you know, their kids didn't make it while I did, you know, but instead they were pouring hope and love into me. So I feel like that was a pivotal time for me because I shifted my perspective on my situation. But then at the same time, it really confused me in terms of faith because I had so far seen God and been learning about God from my mom as this amazing being who wants only good things for us. And now I'm hearing he let 60 children die. It made no sense to me. So that was the point when I had a conversation with my mom that changed my life. She explained to me, quite frankly, being a Christian does not exempt you from bad things happening to you in this world. That is not what Christianity or the faith is supposed to represent. It doesn't mean that you're suddenly shielded from life. You know, good and bad things happen to good and bad people. Unfortunately, that is just the way it is. So what the faith does, what, what sets you apart as a Christian, as a believer, is that when those bad things happen, it gives you a place to go to 
to run to when they happen, as opposed to feeling hopeless and helpless and falling into a pit of depression. What it does is that it tells you that there's a place you can run to, there's a person, there's a being that you can seek refuge in when those bad things happen, when life gets too hard to continue on your own. And I think that was the most, of all my perspective changes, that was the most important one because that was the moment I stopped seeing God as a transactional figure and more as a father, as someone who cares about our well-being, doesn't want bad things to happen to us, but when they do, he's there with open arms. I think that was like the most important thing that like resulted in my, just my my growth really in in terms of faith and just dealing with everything emotionally and mentally, because then I was able to also kind of see him as a place to draw strength from. And I was able to see my situation as, as one that I could also draw strength from to help me live my life in a way that would make those that passed away proud. So it also kind of gave me a new purpose. This is a passage from Jesus' Storybook Bible. Jesus knew that God would always love and watch over the world he had made. Everything in it. Birds, flowers, trees, animals, everything. And most of all, his children. Even though people had forgotten, the birds and the flowers hadn't forgotten. They still knew their song. It was the song all of God's creation had sung to him from the very beginning. It was the song people's hearts were made to sing. God made us. He loves us. He is very pleased with us. It was why Jesus had come into the world, to sing them that wonderful song, to sing it not only with his voice, but with his whole life, so that God's children could remember it and join in and sing it too. I love this part that says that Jesus came into the world to sing them that wonderful song, to sing it not only with his voice, but with his life. And that's pretty much, I think, the message there, you know, not only, you know, saying what you're supposed to do or saying the right thing to do, but living the truth of of what you're telling people, what you're preaching to people. And that was what Jesus was. He didn't only preach to us when he was here. He he exemplified everything that he taught. And I think that that is exactly what he wants us, his creations, to do as well. I am extremely grateful that despite the difficulties I've gone through, I'm still, I'm right here in a spot that I feel comfortable in, challenged in, and most importantly, happy in. So I wish that for anyone else. I do not wish anyone to take the same route that I did. You shouldn't have to go through trauma to discover who you are, what you need to, to do with your life. But I do pray that anyone who has gone through any kind of trauma, whether it's physical, visible as mine or invisible, that they somehow are able to grasp the truth that is that there is life after trauma to look forward to. Not only life where you survive, but when one where you can actually thrive. You can get the Jesus Storybook Bible wherever books are sold.
To find out more about the book and all of Sally's other books, please visit Sally at sallylloyd-jones.com and follow her on Instagram at sallylloydjones and at jesus underscore storybook underscore bible. Before we go, don't forget, God loves you with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Oh, hello, it's me again, Sally. I'm just popping back briefly to say two things. The first thing is, don't forget to subscribe to the show because that way you'll get the stories straight to your phone. And the other thing is, while we're at it, would you rate the show and leave us a review? That would be so great because it helps other people find the show too. I really appreciate your help. Thank you.